Good evening. Today I'm talking to Barry. Hi, Barry. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, Donna. Oh, my name's Barry Faulkner. Um, I'm a South Londoner originally. Uh, now, now we uh, we live in the Forest of Dean, um, and I write the Detective DCS Palmer and the Serial Murder Squad series number thirteen out soon. I also write the uh, Ben Nevis and the Gold Digger Private Eye series. Uh, both those series are fictional, and I write a factual series, which uh, is um, London Crime was the first one, that one. And I've just followed that up with the UK serial killers. The factual series is everything about crime in the UK from 1930s until the current day. So the serial killers, which... Um, I postponed it two weeks because of this Fred West, <laughs> which is just down the road from where I live, you know, Gloucester, only about 20 miles away. And of course they're digging up the, the old cafe there. So, but I haven't found anything. So I've, I've issued it, it's, it's out now. So we're, we're away. And that's basically me. I, I come from um, originally into advertising, a copywriter in London. And then I got lucky. I sent a couple of scripts to the BBC and got lucky and they, I don't know, took me on, gave me a couple of contracts and uh, ended up as a script editor there and script editor with um, other ITV companies. Um, and then about, oh, five years ago, sort of full retirement, and I looked out the old um, Palmer scripts, which were, which were originally I'd written for television, but they, ne they, they never got taken up. I didn't, didn't really push them enough, I suppose and started converting into books. There was only three of them at that time, and now we're on to 13. And it, it, I'm very lucky, because it's one of, one of those books um, where I like the characters, and I like writing the characters, so it's not like work. It's, it's fun, you know. Well, you probably know what it's like. It's, these characters pop into your head, and it's though they're real people. You're talking to them, and things are happening. You know, so that's basically me. Um, did you always want to be a writer? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a guy, I mean, he must be long dead now because, I mean, I'm over 70. Uh, at, my, at my school, which was the first uh, comprehensive school in London, William Penn Comprehensive in, in East Dulwich in London, and an English teacher there, Mr. Reed. And I don't know why, but at that age, I was about 13, 14. I was reading um, Cider from Rosie and all that sort of stuff. And I was thoroughly enjoying it, you know, which was a bit ahead from my age group, really. Uh, and I used to write essays for English. And he said, oh, he said, yeah, some of your essays aren't bad. So I said, oh, thank you, sir. You know, not, not thinking of anything else. He said, I've sent one up. I said, what do you mean you sent one up? He said, well, there's a London County Council, as it was in those days, um, were running a competition for school kids up to the age of 15 or something to send essays in. And blow me up, I, I won it. <laughs> so I got this little plaque, and I thought, you know, oh, I was oh, on me, mate. I was, I was the greatest author in the world at fourteen. You know, I won an LCC little plaque. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I, I suppose you can say you never look back from that time, but maybe I've looked back too far from that time. I don't. The problem, well, the writing I'm doing now probably isn't as good as the writing in that essay at fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and I, I, that's basically what did it. And from there, as I say, I went into um, copywriting, advertising, and then script uh, writing and script editing at uh, 
various different television companies. And uh, that's, what, that's where it's got me. Not very far, but far enough, and I enjoy it. Life's good. Life's, well, life's what you make it, isn't it? You know, but I'm, I'm happy enough, yeah. I'd say you've gone quite far, actually, <laughs> compared to some. That's quite impressive. Yeah, but I'm not a millionaire, Donna. I'm not a millionaire yet, you know. I've got, I've got, to, yeah, got to get there. So, But be, uh, it, it's, it's the difference, I think. Um, as you know, I'm an indie writer, which um, I, don't, I, I, I don't have a traditional publisher and all that. I, I have and pay an editor and proofreader, structural editor and um, uh, copywriter and designer and all the rest of it. So it's exactly the same, but it's sort of, um, you, you haven't got the, oh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it with the traditionals. I've had two, um, I, I, two traditional publishers have, have sort of come along and said, we, we, you know, but no, because my, my writing is, it, it's quick. It, I mean, it, it's, it's quick stuff. I don't go deep into characters. I'm not that. I haven't got the brain to do that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a Val McDermott or anybody like that. It's fast and furious. You know, it's cutthroat. Bang, bang, bang. Whoosh, bomb. Um, and I, I use uh, writing the detective books and, and the, the spy books the same principle that a comedian told me when I was working at the BBC many, 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 many moons ago, and uh, <laughs> I was working on this show. And, and I, he said, I always work by the principle that every fourth line, I want to laugh. So I thought, oh, hang on. So when I started putting these books together, I thought, well, that principle works for, for my writing. So I work on the basis that every third paragraph, I need something happening, something new, starting, finishing, going on. Something's got to be happening, not just wandering along. You know, so and, and that's the way I, I, I work with, with the books. And it seems to work. But as I was saying about the traditional, because I don't pad them all out, most of my books are sort of 30, 40,000 words, a couple of evenings reading. <coughs> Excuse me. And both these traditional publishers said, yes, we'd like to do this with you, blah, 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 blah. But we'll have to add another twenty to 25,000 words. So I said, well, what do you mean? How do I add that? He said, we just... Fill out the characters, fill out, add this, you know, not me. No, thanks. No, no, no. I, my, my fast and furious, you know, not. Uh, so, no, I'm, I'm destined for the, uh, you know, the, uh, the charity shops and the bargain bins in Tesco's and all that. So, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm quite happy there. I'm quite happy there. I have a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun with my readers. You know, we get on well. I do um, chats, um, basically because of my past, my family and all that, uh, chats on the crime right right the way back from 1930 through, uh, for the WIs and social clubs and all that. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. <laughs> and I talk too much, don't I? Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I reckon the WI will give you uh, a run for your money. <laughs> oh, we have some fun there. We, we really do, because... Um, but they know my history. You know, I'm, I'm the, the youngest son of a family that were criminals, basically, petty criminals, and ran with, with uh, the Richardson's gang, which was the South London gang and the Crazer in the North. And uh, my, my older brothers and the father and uncles and all of the cousins, they're all 
well, they're all bloody daft, basically, part of my French. They've got this bit stupid, aren't they? You know, not, not, not a great deal. I mean, come on. I mean, I've got a sister. He, she, she used to go shoplifting at Poundland. Now, come on, that's not the height of, you know. <laughs> no, no, you know. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, so the first thing I say to, the, to the, the, the gentle ladies at the WI meetings is, you know, my, my name's Barry Fortner, I come from blah, blah, blah. And then you pause and I generally say, yeah, I've, I've seen you all checking your handbags. <laughs> Don't mind your handbags, it's my brothers with the low loader out the back you want to worry about. <laughs> no, but that, that's sort of way, way back, as I say, I'm, I'm over 70, so that was a long time ago. And uh, I, I, <coughs> I never got into that career-wise path of the family, so as you can see, so there we are. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's good. Yeah, Actually, I've got... Is that what, is that oh, what you write in crime? Well, it might well be, yeah. Um, I, I've never really, it, it's something I know about from both sides. Not crime, but I know the characters and that. I mean, you'd be, you'd be amazed at some of these characters um, from both sides. And it, it does come natural to me putting it down on paper. I mean, I'll tell you a little story. When I was about oh, six, seven, something like that. We used to live in South London and we had one of those old Victorian semi-houses with a long hall that went along one side of it and the room's off. And I was in the hall, right by the door, mending the puncher on my bike. My dad was at the end of the hall in the kitchen, which was a room off the end of the hall, the other end, you see, and there's a knock, knock, knock at the door. And I was right there, so I opened it straight away. And there was a policeman standing there, you see. And now, my dad had heard the knock, 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 and the policeman standing there. My dad yelled from the kitchen, if it's the coppers, tell them I'm not in. I could hear this. The policeman could hear this, you see. So, so I looked up at the policeman, I said, he's not in. And the policeman looked at me and he said, all right, I'll come back later, see if I can catch him then. You know, the criminals weren't the only thick ones. <laughs> so I, I, I get away with those sort of stories at the, the WIs and the social meetings and uh, uh, Crime Fest at Bristol, which I did last year. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's a bit of fun. You've got to have a bit of fun. I mean, you can't be all serious with, with writing books. Um, as I say, and, and that, I think that pushes over into the characters as well, because the, the, they're quite humorous. Palmer and, and Gita Singh is, is number two, the detective sergeant. There's a little bit of banter between them and his wife at home and his neighbor and all that. So I, I enjoy it. And I enjoy bringing those characters in each time. Um, if you were to be a character in either of your series, which one would you like to be? Oh, well, I'd, I'd have to be, I'd have to be, um, <coughs> Ben Nevis, the, uh, the, the, the the PI, the public investigator. I mean, you know, early forties doesn't doesn't give a what's it about anything, and uh, he's he's been in MI five and he's done all this and he's off around the world, you know, and all adventure, adventure, blowing up things. I mean, we've had him in the uh, first book he was in uh, Afghanistan, <coughs> chasing um, illegal missiles from Great Britain through Cyprus into. 
turkey and all round and all that and blowing up people and all, yeah he's having, he has a lot of fun doing that but of course he never gets he never gets shot he never gets killed which is great marvelous <laughs> and then, then this this last one with him um what was that national treasure that one he uh he's, he's chased the national treasure is um an actress an english actress they're all, they're all national treasures, aren't they? You know, all, the, all these actors. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she's a national treasure. You think, oh, I've never heard of her. <laughs> she, uh, well, the national treasure's daughter's missing and uh, it all turns up, it goes back to when the national treasure was a youngster and got married for the first time, to, but married a criminal and blah, blah, blah. And, and so he's off <coughs> all through Romania and Europe chasing this daughter this time. So and that, that's a lot of fun. And I, I enjoy the... The research of that, looking up Romania and Bulgaria and saying, okay, which airport would they come in at and how would they get from there to here and all that? <laughs> and you learn an awful lot that way. Yeah, it's good. Enjoy it. So I think I'll be him. Yeah, I think Palmer's a bit too old and steady for me. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I enjoy his wit, but uh, I think I'd like the action. Um, which nicely leads on to my next question, which is what's the most interesting thing you found while doing research? Oh. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, one thing. Well, um, I, I've got um, a Facebook page called uh, Readers and Writers of Crime Books page. And I lift, list on there all the, all the different things that I research from sort of luminol, which shows up bloodstains wiped off, all the different um, forensic science, uh, all the different types of guns that the, the different sections of the police carry the different cars they use how they're souped up all the rest the research into the police is yeah i find that so interesting because it's changing all the time um and i'm very lucky basically because um <clears throat> i have a daughter who is um fairly high up in the police and i also have um a niece who is a forensic scientist so if I get stuck on something, I've got two phone numbers. <laughs> Help! Help! <laughs> you know, nice. but yeah, that's good. And, and I don't really promote that Facebook page, but it gets five or six hits a day. You know, it's, it's quite good. So I think a lot of people are interested in that sort of thing, which, which, is, which is nice. But I, I do think that as, as an author, whether you're doing crime or whatever you're doing, if it's reality, which crime obviously is, you, you should get things right. Yeah, you, I think you know you, you've got to get it right. Don't don't just guess at it. You've got to get it right, which I hope I've, I've done. Oh yeah, I would think so with those contacts. <laughs> yeah, yes. Otherwise, the phone would be ringing the other way. Talked about that though. There's um every time a Palmer book comes out, this is Palmer and the Serial Murder Squad. I get an email, and it's an email from the son of a retired detective. He must be in his 90s now. And the son always says, oh, dad says that so-and-so in the book is based on detective so-and-so. <coughs> but he's not, unless it's subconsciously coming out of my head. But as, as far as I'm concerned, it's not. I don't, I, I yes, I, I do. I mean, there's a couple of characters where I have used characters that I knew as a kid, a boy who were sort of in the Brinks mat and the great train robber in that, uh, that used to come around the house. But 
and I've, I have put them in under pseudonyms, of course. Um, well, they're dead now, so they can't sue me, can they? But I mean, I've, I've, <laughs> I have used their characteristics now and again for a couple of people, but none of the characters are particularly based on someone all the time. No, no, I'd, Christ, no. <laughs> they were particularly exciting people, you know. Um, you know, criminals are usually stupid, to be honest with you. They're, they're as thick as two planks, half of them. I mean, you know, it's it's... They are. Otherwise, they wouldn't spend half their life in prison, would they? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm digressing. No, that's fine. Um, uh, it has totally thrown me off my stride. What was I going to ask you? Oh, right. <laughs> <I've> totally <forgotten. laughs> I've actually completely forgotten. Um, so... Completely. <laughs> um, it's the first uh, time I've ever known a woman not have anything to say. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I had the question ready and it's gone. Um, Don't worry. Oh, um, is there anything that you won't write about? Yeah. Um, I, I don't write sex, obviously. It doesn't come into it with the crime. <clears throat> and I, I, I won't write anything where children or animal, animals get hurt. No. Don't, no, no way. I mean, <laughs> if anyone touched any of my dogs, like you, no doubt, <laughs> they wouldn't stand a chance. <laughs> yes, I know. Uh, we're daft, aren't we, with our, our, our pets and that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, but you couldn't ask for any, anything more faithful than a dog, could you? It's, it's as simple as that. You know, no, I love my dogs to bits as you love your dog to bits. All, all, all pet owners do. And I, I, no, I, don't, I, <clears throat> I wouldn't write that. And I do find that, that although um, Palmer <coughs> is the serial murder squad and he, he, he's looking at people who've been killed and various different ways, etc. and there's usually three or four of them because it's serial murder, I, I would never, never... Um, I, I don't like to be too gruesome. I find some, some books, crime books I read now, it seems like authors are trying to be a bit more gruesome than the last one, you know, and all that. And you think, well, hang on, you know, you don't, you don't need all that for a good book. A good book is where you, you know, you're not only turn, turning the page, but you, you come to the end of a chapter and it's quarter past one in the morning, but you still want to do the next chapter, you know. That, that's, that's the sign of a good book, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no children, definitely not. No, 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 none of that. I hate it. There was one book I read. And it started off with them digging up the graves at an orphanage. And I thought, oh, no, you know, not for me, I'm afraid. Sorry. Moving on. <laughs> so that, that, that went straight back to the library. <laughs> um, do you have any phobias and would you write about those? Any phobias? I don't know. Um, I, I, I can't answer that. I, don't, I really don't know, Donna. <clears throat> what sort of phobia would I have? What do you think I would have? What would I? <laughs> no, I don't. I... No, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything I wouldn't wouldn't write about in in the sense of crime, other than what we've said about animals and uh, and children. But anything anything else? Um... No, anything else goes. But I, I suppose within moderation, like I said, I'm not looking to make it 
well, I'm not looking to make it gruesome and they, I'm not looking for the, the reader to go, oh, oh, you know, and all that. No, I don't, no, no, not for me, not for me. It's, it's well, basically, I suppose, because the, the hit, my history of, of writing was in the light entertainment part of television. So rather than the, the, the drama, but yeah, there's so, so much now, is there? It's, I don't know, you read more books than me. But, I, oh, you know, yeah, they're not they're not all five star. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But you, you've obviously got to be very, very careful. And so have I. I can't say things um, on on uh, Facebook and that that I probably think, you know, so I just don't bother. Don't, don't say anything. I, I would never I would never, ever diss uh, another author, you know, even if it was the most awful book in the world. I, I just I just wouldn't. Forget it. Move on. You know, don't don't write. I've just read this load of old. Blah, 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 blah. You know, no, 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 no. Exactly. Yeah, and I don't understand people that do. You know, what happens to if you can't say something nice and don't say anything at all? And I mean, I feel bad even giving a three star review. I'd rather not. I'd rather just not review it. So. People that give one and two stars and they're just nasty. I don't understand it at all. Yeah, and, and, and I've only ever had one star and that person didn't do a review. It was just a one star. You know, so how does that help me as a writer? You know, if he'd given a one star and said, this is why, then I could look at it and say, yeah, well, I don't think you're correct. Or oh, maybe you've got a point or whatever. But just the old one star and move on. I mean, it's no, it's just nasty, isn't it? Vindictive. Probably someone that I've upset. Bring them around. What's been your favourite moment so far being an author? My favourite moment so far being an author. Been quite a few actually. Um, I think when I got. Oh dear, favourite moment, favourite moment. Yeah, two, two stand out. The first one was when I got my um, Amazon Best Author badge came through. And I thought, what? How the hell have I got, you know, I, I still don't know how I got it, but there you go. <laughs> um, and the second one was when um, Crime Fest, Bristol Crime Fest, rang up and said, would you, would you do a panel at Bristol Crime Fest? And I thought, oh, yeah, yeah. I said, you, you know, I'm an indie, don't you? They said, yeah, well, it's, it's indie, don't worry, do that. So, yeah, I think those two, so far, so far, have been, <laughs> been the best. Um, I'm still waiting on the BAFTAs and all the rest of it, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose technically you could um, turn your books into, like, um, scripts for TV and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, as I say, that's how Palmer started off, the first two. Which was um, when, when you're doing script writing on television, well, in those days, in any case, not now, because there's, there's all the various different um, independent television companies throughout the country. So if I was working at Granada, you know, or Central in Birmingham or whatever, then you, you were in a hotel for a week or whatever. What do you do in a hotel? You know, you, you've, I was writing those, those scripts. And, as I say, it, 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 they were written whilst I was working in television with, with the idea that maybe I'll, I'll get someone to do a pilot. But you, you get so tied up in different work and that, and they go by the by and, you know, into the box somewhere and then just hoisted them out. As I say, I hoisted them out when I retired. And, uh, 
thought, oh yeah, let's, let's enjoyed these. Let's get on with these. And as I say, we've got working on number thirteen now, the Palmer. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's good. I, I enjoy it because the the thing about um, crime is you probably heard other writers say this. Where 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 do you where does it come from in your head? Where does it come from? You know why why is Palmer sort of with me? I put him in different um, what's the word different places each time. Like I've done one where it is a television company where the murders are happening. Another one, it's a hospital where the murders are happening, and so on. You move you move along, and it's it's amazing what comes into your mind. And the latest one starts off with with uh, three bodies found in an open grave that's been dug in a cemetery ready for a funeral the next day. And I think I need counselling, you know? Where's that come from? That actually came from, because I was researching another book, um, and I was researching cadaver dogs. These are police dogs that can smell bodies, yeah? Dead bodies. And I thought, well, hang on. What if someone buried a victim in a cemetery? Those cavadal dogs would go mad, wouldn't they? Because, you know, how are they going to find that one body when he's all the rest of them? That's how Parliament 13 started. You know, I mean, I'm only about five chapters in, but that's how it started with that, that thought in my head. You know, what, what would happen then? You know, so, yes, we're, we're a peculiar breed, us authors, as you well know. Yes. Oh, yes. I have said this many times. <laughs> And that's yeah. why I never ask um, how you, where you get your ideas from, from books, because I learned quite quickly that it's anything, you know, a little snippet of news or a little scenario you see out the corner of your eye that, that can spark something. It's, it's crazy, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah, that, that is, you hit, it, hit the nail on the head. Yeah, I, I carry a small little notebook in my back pocket with a pencil. Because, you know, I, I know if I don't note that down when it comes to me, the end of the day or next day, I think, oh, what was that? I was, oh, what was it? What was it? And it's gone. It's gone. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yes, God knows how many notebooks I've got now. Too many, I think. <laughs> I don't, yeah. Yeah, because you can go back because you may not, you may get onto a book and you may not use that snippet. But further on down the line, it could come in useful on another book, you know, so... You, you never stop. Um, I suppose we're a bit like a film camera, an author. You know, you're just taking stuff in all the time. You know, it's uh, a lot of it, of course, goes straight back out again. But uh, some of it sticks. And, and, and I, I, I love the when people say things, and I think oh, I haven't heard that before. Well, that, that's it. That's good. I like that. You know. So yeah, they're the things that I like to put down. And how how. Um, how people describe other people's actions. It's very difficult to describe um, a, a character in your book of raising his eyebrows unbelievably. You know, there's gotta be a different way of saying that or two different ways. So it's nice when you see that somewhere else, you think I can use that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a bit of a plagiarist as well, you see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but do you ever dream about your characters? Yes, yes. <laughs> Sad, isn't it? <laughs> You're not the only one. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well the, the thing is that, um, like now with with doing Palmer Thirteen, 
you, you get to a certain stage and you, you've got the characters doing something. I don't know how other, other authors work, but I know, I know I've got an idea of the end, but I'm, I don't really know the end of the book. And, and a book, you may go in one direction when you start writing. And believe me, you're going to go off there and then you're going to come back up here and you're going to go down there. You're all over the place to get, you know, and things, new characters come in and all the rest of it. Um, my favourite writing time, believe it or not, is, is between 11 and 1, 11 at night and 1 in the morning, because it's total tranquility and peace. There's no phones going, there's no dogs to take out, you know, the wife's not nagging and so on and so on and so on. <coughs> she didn't hear that. <laughs> so, but then, if, if, if at that stage, when you're just going to bed, you, you've got to a stage in your book where some characters are doing something, that's going around in your head when you go to sleep. And you're thinking, where am I going to go with this from now? Where am I going from this from now? <laughs> you know, and, and, and sometimes it does. It does. By the morning, you've got an idea. Yeah, but I don't. I don't keep a notebook by the side of the bed. I'm not allowed to. You know, I can't. I can't flip the light on at four in the morning. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you. I always say it's the author's partners that need medals rather than the authors for putting up with all your weird little <laughs> idiosyncrasies. Very yeah, very, very true. Yes, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a separate entity. That's why um, I, like I have this room. This, this is the writing room, you know, so you can get, I can get in here and, and that's it. I couldn't do, sort of do it on a kitchen table or anything like that with, the, with other people moving around and all this. It's no good. And that's, as I say, why I like to do it till 11 until 1. I, I mean, I write in the morning. I write whenever I can. But those are my, those are my sanctified hours, 11 till 1. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm in here and everything's off and I'm just completely immersed in, in whatever book I'm, I'm writing at the time. Yeah, it's good. And does your wife read your books? No. <laughs> she doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> no. None of them do. None of the family. <laughs> you know, that's really common. Really, really uh, common. Yeah. I bet they do secretly, you know, but no, no, no. <laughs> I, I never get, I never, well, it's good actually that I don't get a feedback from the family because you'd argue with them. Like if, if you if you read one of my books and said, oh, I don't like this, blah, 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 I'd, I'd take that, no problem, you know. But if, if you were a, a, one of the daughters or nieces or whatever, I'd say, what do you mean? What do you mean you don't? What's wrong with that? So, no, it's probably best that, that family, families don't, yeah. <laughs> the sun's coming out here, blimey. It's cloud today for it. It's all grey. <laughs> Is it? Uh, we've we've yeah. got the, the, night, the night sun reflecting through. Yeah, nice. Or the evening sun, should I say? <laughs> um, do you hide any secret jokes or messages in your books that only a few people will understand? No. Um, no. But there, as I said. There are a couple of characters. Let me just try and get this out of the sun a bit. Get a bit blinded. Um, there are a couple of characters which, um, on, on the criminal side in the, in the books, that I have used um, people that I knew uh, very vaguely, because as I say, I was very young. Um, and 
So they, they could possibly picked out, be picked out. Yeah, yeah, there was one one where um, Palmer was was after somebody, blah, and, and he ended up in, uh, oh, where did he end up? Tenerife, to go after this, this, this particular woman. And as he's coming out of Tenerife Airport, to, sorry, as he's going into Tenerife Airport to get his flight back, then he sees someone going in and he says, what's so-and-so doing here? And people who, who come from that era or have read books on that era, crime, you know, Bruce Matt and all the rest of it, may well say, ah, oh, we know that. He's saying who this is. There's a couple of those in there, yeah, yeah. But I, I have never signposted it or, or told anybody. Yeah. Do you have uh, lots of author friends? Yes, um, I'm a member of uh, Ali. That's the Alliance of Independent Authors, which is the worldwide really good. Actually, uh, I mean, I can't recommend it <coughs> enough to, to to an independent author. You know, if, if you've got a problem or you want an answer to something, someone at Ali will have that answer. You know, and, and, and they're really, really good and very, very helpful. They were to me very, very helpful. And we have uh, a local, two local branches of members, one in Bristol and one in Cheltenham. And of course, you haven't been able to meet because of COVID there. So, so it's all gone on Zoom. And uh, I know Debbie Young runs them. Runs them. Um, she, she knows what she doesn't know about self-publishing is not worth knowing. Uh, and they've been very, very helpful. And I think the idea is that we'll probably stay on Zoom, you know, so you've got all your, your local authors all coming together once a month and all saying, blah, 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 how's this? And, oh, there's this competition and, a, you know, Cheltenham Festival, are we doing anything there? And are we going to do this? And there's this new indie bookshop opened up and there's a competition going for what is Cheltenham Festival. Um, and that's how I got the uh, Crime Fest thing as well through, through the Bristol. So I think, yeah, I think all these, th all these things are good. And... Uh, the more an author can get involved with other authors, the better. I mean, I'm not too involved as to sort of pass comment or anything like that, but in, in a helpful way to, to help them get their books out and sell more books, basically, then, then yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, I mean, we all make mistakes. And if someone else is going along the route, you can say, well, hang on, I did that and this happened. So try and avoid that. Um, and yes, being helpful with other, other people, other authors is great and, and, and also feeding off them you know you can't beat it um, and if you were able to spend a day with an author dead or alive who would you like to spend the day with oh, Laurie Lee Cider with Rosie dear Mr Lee how the hell are you so good at descriptions oh absolutely you know I mean it's um I don't know how many times I've read that book, but it takes you into the countryside. I mean, the Cotswolds are just down the road from me here. It takes you in to the Cotswolds and you're there. You're there, you know, you, the birds are going and the tree. It's just that, that man's descriptive power of writing were inc incredible, absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yes, I, I think uh, every, every, every budding author should read Laurie Lee. And Barry Faulkner, they should all read that. 
Of course, that's a gift. <laughs> um, what do you like to do when you're not writing? Think about when I'm going to get back to writing. <laughs> that's an honest answer. Um, what do I like to do? Um, I like the garden. Uh, we're very lucky, obviously, living, living out here, so there's no... Uh, got a nice, nice big garden, and the top half of it is uh, her who must be obeyed. That's that's her flowers and the, the rose bed and everything. It's all overgrown when we came here. Uh, she's got the rose bed and uh, all the rhododendrons and everything. All we've been here oh, seven years, so they're all nice and big and flowering, especially this time of year. Wonderful. <laughs> and then halfway down, there's a, there's a, a trellis across. And beyond that is my vegetable and fruit patch. <laughs> it's I've got a fruit cage. I've got two greenhouses. And uh, yeah, I, I love it. I mean, I was out there today putting the old sweet corn in and uh, putting the last of the peas, tying them up and, uh, in the, one of the greenhouses, staking up the tomato plants. So it's, it's nice because you, you can talk to tomato plants and they don't answer back. <laughs> they, they don't say... When are you going to polish the car or things like that? You know, they, <laughs> <quite good. laughs> yeah. So, so it's um um, it's it's quite an idyllic life, really. I suppose, Donna. I can't complain. You know, it's uh, there's a lot of people a lot worse off. An awful lot of people a lot worse off. So no, I can't complain. It's, it's nice. It's nice. It, it's it's known as Faulkner Towers, my place. <laughs> People take the mick, you know, but I like it. It's uh, yeah, it's nice, uh, old, nice old place. Have you ever been to the Forest of Dean? Um, I haven't. I've been to the Cotswolds, so I've probably yeah. been around, but I haven't. Not not that I know of, anyway. My nan used to take us um, away in the caravan a lot when we were young, and no. I could have could well have been, but I don't remember. <laughs> us all over the place so <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's like it's like the 60s 70s some of it because obviously no one could come here before the seven bridge was built you'd have to go all the way up to Gloucester and come all the way back down again you know so yeah, it's really nice the river Y all winding through and yeah, it's lovely it's lovely but it's you know it's like everywhere else it's all getting built up now and uh, uh, traffic <laughs> Yes, never mind, never mind. Yeah, I, I live in Bedfordshire, so, um, oh, no. yeah, it's it's not too bad. We've got some really nice areas around here as well. I live in front of Downs, actually, so um, I used to be able to go out the back, my back garden onto them, but then they put a busway there, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got a, a brother-in-law who lives in Bedford. He's an artist. <laughs> one of these, these modern ones, you know throws paint all over the place and someone pays an awful lot of money for it. <laughs> that will always go over my head. I don't get it. <laughs> I look at it and I, I think I saw an, an exhibition once with, with him and, and we were look, walking around and I said, are you sure you've hung these up the right way? <laughs> <laughs> that didn't go down too well. <laughs> Right. Yeah, they're very touchy, these arty types, aren't they? I find he's <laughs> great, he's, he's um, doing a lot more photographic stuff now. Yeah, 
Um, if I was to ask your darling wife what your most annoying habit was, what would she say? Or would she be on the list? Probably <laughs> Well, she she agreed to it for better or worse. So. <laughs> uh, what is it? Fifty three years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, my most annoying habit, actually. To be honest, and don't tell anybody, it's probably swearing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid, yes. Being a South Londoner, you know, and the sort of family, it's, it's, I've never been able to totally get rid of one or two little expletives coming out now and again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, it's Barry, the neighbours are out in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, yeah, I suppose that's, yeah, yeah, I think, I think, I think that's what she would probably say, yes. Are you going yeah. to ask her when we finish and see if she agrees? <laughs> <laughs> or are you not prepared for the, <laughs> what she might say? <laughs> yes, yeah. I don't know, I must have lots of annoying habits. I suppose, do you know your own annoying habits? I don't know. <laughs> um, probably going on about books as well, she'd probably say. Um, yeah. Um, and, and Netflix, I like Netflix. I can't find, I, honestly, I can't find anything worth watching on the terrestrial channels now, with BBC and ITV, it's, it's a problem. And they don't cater for my age group, you know, and um, celebrities I've never heard of. And they all look about nine years old. You know, and they think, who is she? And they've all got duck, duck, duck lips and Botox, isn't it? And all that and horrible. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of blokes there. They look about 15, and, and I don't know where they get their teeth from, but it's White Cliffs and Dover running. You know, <laughs> they, they not, do they know what they look like, or is, is that it for today? <laughs> you suppose, I suppose you're supposed to look like that. But no, so Netflix, I do like Netflix. They have some, some wonderful stuff on there. Um, <clears throat> and you can flip between true crime or drama. You know, and I mean, you know, things like uh, Breaking Bad. I mean, that was, oh, what? I mean, my all-time favourite is The Sopranos. I, I don't think that's ever going to be, it's before your time. It's, I don't think they're ever going to beat The Sopranos. That was, that was just incredible. Uh, I've got, I've got that on, uh, whatever you call it, DVDs or whatever as well. But after that Breaking Bad, the, the production quality this is going back to when I was working in television. The production quality of those shows was brilliant. I know they're American and they put a lot, a lot of effort into, into production quality, <coughs> which I don't see in a lot of English stuff, quite honestly. You still see the backdrops moving, you know, <laughs> all that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, and I suppose the last, the last really good one was, was um, Mayor, which was... Um, I think that was BBC Four, actually, with Kate Winslet, which finished this week. Although the ending, I didn't like the ending much. I think they copped out a bit there, but uh, that, that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Yeah, I need to watch that. I keep hearing about it, so uh, I need to need to watch that. Um, the trouble is I don't watch stuff because I read. <laughs> I yes. very rarely watch anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm not an avid reader. So you find that with authors. Uh, rarely, actually, a lot of authors are quite big readers, but you do get the odd one or two that, I mean, don't read at all. Yes, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I do read. I mean, I've got three or four books now in, that I read, but I'm not, I'm not looking for the next thing or anything like that. I, I, I probably get more out of charity shops, believe it or not. That, you know, you see something, you read the blurb, and you think, I'll have a look at I'll have a read of that. That looks interesting. You know, not always crime as well. So, yeah, um, but, but I'm, I much prefer to settle down with a pint and something on Netflix and, and, and get into it. Yeah, it's all done for you, isn't it? So are you working on anything at the moment and what's coming next for you? Yes. Um, <clears throat> well, Serial Killers has just come out last week, which was, as I say, about the uh, British UK Serial Killers 1930 to today. Um, and people you've never heard of I mean, it took me 18 months of um, research and all that you know looking looking through court records and all the rest of it uh and it's amazing some of these serial killers you know they, they killed 15 16 people and we all know fred west and we all know ian brady but there's this other this other lot as well and um i think one of the conclusions that i i came to was that they're still out there especially with social media these days uh and, and the amazing fact was 176,000 people go missing every year in the United Kingdom. Wow. 70, 70 odd thousand of those are children. Right? 10% of those are children from care homes or in care. All right, I know all this uh, drug county lines and all that has got a lot to do with it, but. That's a phenomenal amount. You're talking about 8,000 little kids gone missing every year. Never seen, never found, you know. So you're telling me there aren't serial killers out there now? Yeah. <laughs> Just make sure you lock your window tonight, Donna. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone would bother with me at all. <laughs> it's not the person, it's the actual act of killing. Because they're all a bit doopy-loo, you know, and uh, it's the power, power. That's what that's yes, yeah, so that was doing the research on that book was, was an eye opener, it really was. You know, reading the psychological reports on these people, and that it, my god, you know, why, why didn't they pick that up before? But yeah, they, they've got away with it, <clears throat> so that's out. But the next one coming is uh, DCS Palmer and the Serial Murder Squad number 13, which will be uh, eight weeks, eight weeks that's good to be out. And then there'll be another Ben Nevis and the Gold Digger following two weeks after that as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it, I enjoy it. It's, it it's, it's authors are very lucky. Well, I am. I suppose other authors are that you look forward to going to work. <laughs> How many people can say that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not far to go. <laughs> Just down the end of the corridor, but. <laughs> but you look, for, you look forward to going to work each day, which is, which is nice. And you look forward to people like yourself, to the reviews and that. There's nothing that gives you such a, a lift as when a book comes out and you, you get some reviews coming in, and uh, provided they're good, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's, that's a real lift for an author, a real lift. Well, I don't think I have any more questions for you unless you think there's anything that I haven't asked you that you want to tell us. No, Gov, no, it wasn't me. 
wasn't me, no, it was my twin brother what did it, not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I've enjoyed this. Thank you, Donna. You've you're, you're, you made me feel very at ease, very nice, very kind. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, um, thoroughly enjoyed it. That's good. I'm pleased. I do aim to try and make it not too painful for you. <laughs> no, not at all. No, it's thoroughly enjoyable. It's, uh, well, blimey, that's, that's, that's an hour. I mean, doesn't seem like an hour. Not to me, it doesn't, but more like a bloody day. No, no, it doesn't. No, no, no. <laughs> you can call off people, you know. <laughs> I could badly edit this if I so chose to. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Editors, yes, yes. And a few of those way back when, yes. Yeah. Trust me, I this whatever this is, it goes on as is. <laughs> I don't edit ever if I can help it. Thank you for letting me come on. I, I really appreciate it. It's always nice to know things like this where you, you, you're going to be seen and talking to other people, basically. They're going to be listening as though you're talking to them and hopefully pick up people who, who don't know who Barry Fortner is and or probably don't want to know after they've read the first book. <laughs> no, I mustn't say. I, they, they, my, my books are doing well. I'm, I'm very pleased. And it's people like yourself that I have to thank. Bloggers, you know yourself, Alison Reed, Rimmel and all those sort of people that, that that are great. Yeah, without you, what would we do? We write the books, well, especially an indie writer. You write, you write your books, you put it on Amazon, you you do as much promotion as you can with the adverts and all the rest of it. But to actually talk to someone like yourself, where you you're bringing out things out of an author that the public wouldn't know otherwise. Great stuff. Carry on. Yes, you're a hero. I have no choice. People keep asking me. So this, this well, is just something I do now. <laughs> that's because you do it well. If, if, if you were rubbish, they wouldn't ask you, would they? No, they wouldn't. No, no, they wouldn't. There you go. No. <laughs> no, very grateful. Thank you very much, Donna. So before we go, do you just want to tell everyone where they can find your books and where they can find out more about you? Uh, right. Okay. Well, if, if they, they can find all about me, about my books uh, and about what's coming and all the rest. And if I'm doing any talks and everything, if they go up to my website, which is barryfaulkner.com. That's barry-faulkner.com. That will take you up there. You can find uh, all my books on Amazon. Again, other Amazon books, Barry Faulkner. You'll find, find me up there. Um there's a Facebook page, Barry Faulkner, which is, it's okay. I don't do a lot on it, but um, it'll tell you what's coming up and who's doing what and all the rest of it. Uh, and of course, <coughs> if you go to the library, you can ask for the books if they haven't got it, or you can get them from most book bookshops. Well, most, no, that's the lie. <laughs> get them from some bookshops. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you.